Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to another episode of the Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, what's up, dude? I'm deaf, dude. Why? That intro music was so loud through You're the headphones. Fine. You're fine. What do you mean I'm fine? Be an athlete. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, sure. Just help the tinnitus with all the problems. <laughs> do you have tinnitus? Do you ever get ringing in your ears and you're like, oh, someone's talking about me? And you're like, that's really not a thing. <clears throat> yeah, I have ringing in my ears. Do you? Is it bad? It's annoying. You just kind of phase it out a little bit. But it, it's it's not as bad as other people I know, but I have it in my right ear. How do you know it's just your right? Oh, God, here we go. Are, are we our minds or are we our bodies? <laughs> <laughs> here we go again. More <laughs> drunken shower high thoughts with Derek. Yeah. It could be a segment. Maybe release it on Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> Is it bad, though? It, sometimes it gets really loud, yeah. Um, ambient noise. I definitely, I definitely need when I try to go to sleep at night. So, oh, okay. seven years ago now with uh, with Colleen, she needed a fan on at all times, 365 days a year, and I said, nope, that's not happening because it's cold out. <laughs> and now you turn a fan on, so she's like, fine, whatever, we'll just get like a a thing. So she downloaded some app on her iPad and then would play. Some like oscillating fan noise. Oh said, yeah, Gina is, has that too. Here we go. So that then graduated into a Brookstone sound machine hmm. that's got like waves and birds and wind and you guys water. Are bougie. You went to Brookstone? Yeah, it was, it was like a mortgage it payment was for that. Literally twelve dollars. <laughs> so yeah, we uh, we use that every night, and then recently. The fan came back. Oh, nice. So now I got a fan and a sound machine and a dog and my wife in a bed, and it's great. Do you keep the fan in the bed? Things are fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Well, welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining. This is episode 95 of the Buffalo Happy Hour. You guys were treated last week with talks about feet. Today, we're going to talk all about ears, <laughs> so I hope you're in for this. I'm just kidding. That would liter- People would just turn off right now. That would be brutal. But uh, thank you, everybody. So please subscribe if you're new here. Uh, the button is right down below, and it's free to do. All you need is a Gmail account. Follow our Instagram at Buffalo Happy Hour 12, our Facebook at the Buffalo Happy Hour, and basically anywhere else that we have any type of social media presence because we're everywhere. Just Google us, yeah. and then we'll come up. We'll find out. Yeah. <clears throat> so. So ears. Yeah. Why do lobes get bigger? Have you have you ever read the BFG? Because they had huge ears. The BFG. Yeah, by Raul Dahl. Raul. That's what? the that's the author's name. Who's uh that guy from Dwight Schrute or Dwight Schrute's friend? Raul. It's Raul Dahl too, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, the, Raul Dahl got a shout out in the office, but Raul Dahl wrote the BFG. He also wrote Matilda, um, and really? a couple other major 
children's books. He was my favorite author growing up. I used to actually read all the time. So why don't you anymore? Uh, I got to work that day. <laughs> Speaking of books, what? <laughs> uh, we just interviewed an author, our first author. Yeah, so I didn't know if you were going to go that route or if you're like, hey, I started a new book or, oh, Mike, no. you should tell everybody what you're reading, which is The Back of My Eyelids. So I didn't know. No, you're, what... you're kind of reading something now. Yeah, I'm, you know, the same book. Yeah, I'm just picking some stuff up, you know, every now and then. But yeah, the uh, we did interview a author. His name is Don Purdy. And he is pretty sweet, tell you that. So And pretty humble. So yeah, very much. He sat down and uh, devoted a good amount of his time one evening after work to discuss his book and everything that went into it and we are extremely grateful for that opportunity because it was fantastic mm-hmm. hearing everything that went into his book that is recently out and if you want to buy it um, it is all about the 2006 October storm that destroyed Buffalo and eliminated quantified officially 55,000 trees um, throughout the city of Buffalo it is on our link tree on our Instagram. So if you're interested in buying that book, it is available in a soft cover or hard cover. There are two different prices for each book, but the Amazon link is through our linked tree. Mm-hmm. So feel free to go on that link, buy the book there, um, help support him, and basically read the forward that Marv Levy himself wrote for the book. And then there are 47 other contributors in and around Buffalo that experienced the storm, including the... Uh, meteorologists from all three major news networks and their firsthand accounts and also why they missed the storm in their broadcast. So uh, you're reading it and read it because by the time this airs, you're going to be done with the book. So about 210 pages in out of about 300. Yeah. So there's a lot of inside scoop stories from the Buffalo bills from the nineties up until uh, the early two thousands, because that is where Don worked. Um, with the Buffalo Bills, and he was in charge of the travel, which obviously was hindered a little bit for that Detroit Lions game, which was famously supposed to be played in Buffalo, and then it got moved to Detroit, and then he was in charge of getting the team, staff, equipment, etc., down to Detroit for the game to be played on time so that everybody could watch, Mm -hmm. and the NFL season was not ruined. So a lot happened in that book, a lot happened in that interview, so definitely go back, listen to it, and hear all about it, because it was incredibly fascinating. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. So, outside of that, um, you know, people put discs in their earlobes to stretch them out, called gauging. How do you feel about that? There's a point that I like it, and then after that point, it's like, dude, you can fit a whole pop can in there, I'm, I'm out. What do you like mean? if you can fit this whole whiskey bottle through your earlobe, bottom end first. Yeah. What um, what do you mean you like it? Like if there was a point in my emo days back when I was younger, I, I say emo. I wasn't emotional. I was a punk kid. There was a point in my punk years. You got to lead with that. Whereas yeah. when it was small, like a small type of a hole, it was kind of cute. Like I was like, oh, this is sweet. But then after that, I was like, no, you know what? Close that up. Because when I came out from my punk years, I'm like, this is not cool. Like, it's disturbing? Yeah. How did you feel about pants at Hot Pockets? Uh, uh, hot, hot Pockets? Yeah, Hot, hot po- Pockets. <laughs> Sorry, I'm real hungry. <laughs> at Hot Topic. Hot Topic actually scared me when I was younger. Yeah? Because I was a PacSun Zoomies kid. I was not a Hot Topic kid. Those are very different 
types of punk kids. I was a punk slash skater, not a punk slash emo slash death. Slash goth. Yeah, and I think that that's a big distinction. I was scared of Hot Topic because I just didn't like the people in there. If you're addressing me with horns in your lip, I'm not going in there. Yeah. Zoomies was just like, what's up, bro? You want a skateboard? I'm like, yeah, sure. If I go into Hot Topic, like, we got piercings in the back. I'm like, all right, chill out. Yeah, and they did nothing but play replays of Columbine. Yeah. yeah I'm with you. Yeah, and I associate Hot Topic with Marilyn, or, uh, Marilyn Manson, right? That freak show. <laughs> he's not a freak show. You know his IQ? He's a certified genius. Yeah, he's a freak show, and I'm pretty sure he's being <laughs> investigated for pedophilia right now. So he's a freak show. He's a disaster, and for some reason, that dude just was associated with that store, and he scares me. I just don't like him as a person. What? He has a high IQ. Yeah, he's a certified genius. He's extremely intelligent. He has a very trouble. He has a book. If you read his book, um, his childhood was horrendous. From, it explains him, from what I recall, and yeah, his his IQ is over one thirty. What is he the singer of? Himself. Oh, it's just himself. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was yeah. in a band. I, I mean, Limp Bizkit has a band, but we all know it's Limp Bizkit. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I thought that he was in a band beforehand. I have to make sure that, one, I don't say Marilyn Monroe or I don't say Charles Manson because those are three very different people. Correct. In very different times. Correct. <laughs> so I always get them mixed up. That's why I uh, kind of hesitated a little bit. So yeah, fact Marilyn Manson. American, yeah, he's just weird, dude. He's... Fine. You know he's like his real name is Brian Hugh Warner. <laughs> yeah, and he's super tall. What a jabroni! Look up his height. He's fifty-two years old. Yeah. Well, now. Oh my god. Well, he dude, think about it. Do we're... something different with his hair now and well, the makeup. <laughs> think about it, man. We're thirty. Don't talk about that. We're not thirty yet. I know. I'm twenty-nine. Yeah. Hell yeah. Twenty-nine. As of today, right? No, yesterday. Yeah, that's true. I wrote on your wall last night. Yeah. Where is uh... after I heckled you? Yeah, it's fine. What is Marilyn Manson's IQ? 148. See? 130 God plus. Damn. What's his height? Because he's mid six foot, I believe. He's like 6'6". Six, six. Double check that. So Marilyn, all the news right now is that he surrendered to the cops for an, uh, an assault <laughs> charge. Him and he's Richard Sherman. Jabroni. Richard, oh yeah. I don't, I thought of that dude from Big Bang when you said Richard Sherman. What's his name? Sheldon, Sheldon yeah, something? Yeah, I don't, I don't, whatever. Marilyn Manson height. This is very good uh, content. People want to know. Height. There's someone already screaming because they haven't memorized for some odd yeah. reason. Probably fans. 6'1". I thought he was taller than that. You and I are taller than him. I'm 6'1 and a quarter. Again, he's My license a is 6'2 because I literally harass the DMV employee. <laughs> I'm like, I'm 6'2 when I wake up in the morning. Like, don't like gravity. When you lay horizontally, your spine decompresses, <laughs> and it's about three quarters of an inch. Yeah, yeah. When also, I, you should buy these Brooks and stop gauging your ears. <laughs> so when I was uh, when I went to go get my license redone, because I guess when you turn 29 or something, you have to have it taken again i don't know i don't remember this maybe it was because i'm sorry no you're having a heart attack right now because you didn't get your license <laughs> but i think it's because i got my enhanced license like eight years before my 29th birthday got it or something like that i don't know it's something weird but yeah. maybe it is 29 because you get a new one when you turn 21 the enhancer when yeah, does your driver's they... license expire I don't know. check right Dude, now it's in the car what do you mean it's in the car my Someone whole can... wallet's in my car why because what if you need to it buy is. something right now? That's why I don't do that, <laughs> Derek. 
Yeah, it's all it's all out there. That's why I just had a panic attack because I'm like, wait, when does it expire? But I oh. think it's good. I think it's valid for ten years, in this state. Well, I don't know. Who knows, dude? But anyway, so when I went to go get my license renewed, the woman looked at me and she's like, "Do you want another picture?" I'm like, "No, I don't want another picture. Don't take my picture. I'm not ready for this." She's like, "You want another picture?" I'm like, "I look the exact same." I don't want another picture. She's like, you don't look anything like you do in this picture. So you no. should probably get another picture. Yeah. I'm like, nah, I'm good. So I just walked out. So now if you look at my license, I am a 16-year-old boy. <laughs> I don't even think you had facial hair in your license. Very, very, very little bit. Yeah. I had friggin' neck muscles. You mean traps? I was traps? ripped back then. You mean traps? No, dude. My Adam's apple was just flexing. That's not... Oh, goodness. I was on roids. No, I'm just kidding. You know who else flexes? Who? Caitlyn Jenner. So, <laughs> how, did you watch the Olympic trials? No. I watched a... F- uh, what did I watch? I did watch one of them. What did I watch? I don't remember. Continue your story. What about Caitlyn Jenner? Her, Adam, her his Adam's apple. Her. Still Let's, pops. Yeah. Let's what? <laughs> <laughs> So let's go back to the ear topic quick. How do you clean your ears? Oh my goodness! Are seriously? Yeah. Seriously? Seriously? Okay. Seriously? Seriously? (laughs) The that's a new girl reference for those of you that don't watch that show. Please watch that show. I shower like a normal human being, and then I use Q-tips like a normal human being, and the whole those are bad for your ears, and they push it in. I don't care. Why not? Because it's disgusting. Have you ever seen those those things on Facebook that have those like microscope or uh, camera ear things that you can go in and like dig out spiders and shit? Ugh. <laughs> you know, there's that myth of like you eat ten spiders before you die. I don't know if that's and, like, a myth. A pound of dirt before you die. No, it's you eat like three spiders a year. Oh that's yeah, the one that I heard. Oh yeah. This yeah. is just going to be full of Google How? searches today. How? When you're sleeping, you sleep with your mouth open. Where? What do you mean, where? In where, your bed. Where are these spiders inside your house? Wouldn't you see them throughout the day? No. And if you see a spider in a house, you don't kill it? No, I don't. Actually. I think that I, whole like, I think the whole thing's a myth. Peter's and I think, gonna take us down. It's pronounced pata. <laughs> but I feel like that only happened when we used to sleep outside before we got soft as a species and built homes. Okay. Obviously the Oogles is gonna tell you that it's not a thing. Whatever, dude. Who cares? It's more protein, anyways. Well, and we all know. Did you ever see those videos that powerful. Like, they pull, they pour hydrogen peroxide in the person's ear, and then a spider just crawls out? You got to be on the internet more, bro. Everything's real on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. What is your biggest fear? Here we go. Can you tell me so I can recreate it? Did I ever tell you the story of how I recreated my sister's biggest fear? No. Dude, it was so funny. So she, we were younger, and the way that our rooms Clearly. were set up. Yeah. Well, not, this was last year. It, <laughs> no. The way that our rooms were set up in our childhood home, I was across the hall. It was a typical, like, ranch in the country type home. So, like, you walk into the house, or at least this was very, very typical on my street. You walk through the house, you like you walk in the kitchen, and it keeps going to the dining room, and then it keeps going to like the end of the house. And then my room was on the left hand side. There was a bathroom in between us, and then her room was on the right hand side. So we had this hallway in between us. Whenever we would get in trouble with my mom, we would just like 
hang a piece of wire back and forth between our rooms and then just like toss notes to each other on the wire. It was very strange. Like, oh, that's called fishing in prison, but go on. Well, well, then we were in prison because my mom grounded us. But anyway, so my sister told us for some reason that she wanted to uh, divulge her biggest fear to me, which is never a good idea. So I want to know what your biggest fear is. But anyway, so she told me that she was having these nightmares over and over again. And she's twitching right now because she knows where this story is going. Oh, autumn leaf. She was having these nightmares when she was younger that she would go into her room turn on the light switch the light wouldn't turn on but the fan would go on and then somebody would be in her closet just banging on the door so at night i did that i fixed her light switch so when she would turn on the light the lights wouldn't come on the fan would come on and i was hiding in her closet banging on the closet door when she came in what did she do (laughs) literally screamed and then ran into the living room with my mom it was so funny so what's your biggest fear did she hit you after that no she didn't was Surprisingly, she, she, she was just mad at you. Yeah, she still has PTSD on it. I think she still has that dream. It could be wrong. That's going to be a hilarious comment. But what's your favorite, or what's your uh, biggest fear? Do you have one? Like animals wise, I'm not saying like tell me that. What do you mean animal wise? I don't know, like spiders, snakes. Like, are you scared of bees? I don't know. No, I got nothing. Um. So what do you see when you see a spider? Like, oh, okay. Let me move this thing outside, like all nonchalantly. Or are you like, oh, Jesus? It depends on the size of the spider. Here at my house, I don't care at all. Well, you're also in Australia. Well, and that's that's my scale. I have like my home residential, normal Western New York spiders. And then I have, you know, turn your nods on and look into the wood line. Your night vision. Oh, Turn them on, and then you see nothing but eyes looking at you. Like, yeah, that's... And they're all spiders, and the bodies of them are the size of my hand without their legs. Like, the, just the body of the spider is the size of my hand. And then their legs come off of that, and there's, like, a thousand of them in the wood line, and you have to go that way. Why? Why are they in the woods? What do you mean? What do they live off of in the woods? What do spiders eat? Any flying insect. Do they have ears? I'm Probably. <laughs> I wonder if they're gauged. So, yeah, there's... Those things were massive, so that was uh, that was a moment of hesitation. But then we just kind of, you know, rerouted. So, is there anything that you're actually scared of? Well, you're you're scared of scary movies, which doesn't make sense because they're all fictional. I don't like horror films at all. I'm also afraid of falling. If I'm afraid of falling, not afraid of heights, I'm afraid of falling. If I, if there's nothing to help me land safely, like if there's no parachute, if there's no rope, then I flip out. Like solo. And oh, like, free solo, yeah. Free solo, and like that, I, my palms were sweating watching it. Yeah. I'm like, uh, uh, I was like nauseous. I couldn't do it. Um, but I've skydived, and I was fine. Jumped out of a perfectly good airplane, no issues. Roller coasters, no issues. Rock climbing, no issues. But I, there's a safety harness, and yeah. like I just trust it. Have so, you ever done ropes courses? Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. Nothing. Nothing. We went, we did a ropes course for one of my buddies' uh, bachelor thing. We just went out and did the ropes course at Riverworks. It's a very easy ropes course. They're like, the low one is like 20 feet above the ground, and the high one is like 30 feet above the ground. Interesting. And You have a harness and everything? Oh, yeah. Steve and uh, one of the other guys that we were with, terrified. See, I don't understand it, because you know if somebody falls and gets hurt, they're going to get sued. So they eliminate all the risk Mm -hmm. by making sure, like, some Neanderthal is not going to fall. You sign a waiver, though. It's not like... Oh, wow. Well... Waivers do a lot. You're signing off your rights to sue them with a waiver. 
Yeah, I understand that, but it's not like they're going to purposely just send you nilly willy well, out there on a roll. But they also make you sign waivers for haunted houses because people will have a heart attack and sue them. I want you to do the Eagle Course. Who? In Benning, it's a it's a full size obstacle course for adults with no safety harness and nothing. And why would you want me to do it? Because I'm I not think that athletic. I think you would have a riot. Really? You'd be like, you want me to climb? Why would you want me to climb that? Like, there's a huge. It's like a ladder, but it's basically just two poles in the ground. And then, like huge, imagine like a two by, a like a two by fifteen, like just a huge piece of wood, that's like sunk into this thing. And it, there's like two telephone poles that go up, and they're just like that's the ladder climb it. Like you go up one side, and then you go down the other side. What if you fall? You just die. Basically, you like land in a net, or you oh. land on like a massive pad. And oh, if you okay. miss that, then you're like screwed because you're like ninety feet off the ground. Well, why would you miss it? How would you miss it? Physics. <laughs> I, have you, you ever seen those? Side? So speaking of the Olympics, have you ever seen those pole vaulting videos where the dude's running with the javelin and then he digs it into the ground and the thing goes right into him yeah. when he jumps over? Yeah. That would scare me. Yeah. Being impaled is... Dude, someone <laughs> got impaled off this, uh, off City Hall. Mm. And really? Then, yeah. You didn't know that? Mm. When so, was this? Years ago. That's why they moved the flagpole. So somebody committed suicide at oh, City Hall that. off the observation deck. They jumped and they got impaled on a flagpole. So they moved the flagpole out like an additional seventy odd feet so that nobody could physically jump that far out to land on the flagpole and impale themselves and die. So yeah, someone straight up was impaled on the flagpole and then like people walking down Delaware looked up and seen a human body on the flagpole. You didn't know that? You think that that's better than seeing a human body splattered on the ground? I don't know. Why would Good why question. would the thing You want to hear something more about having people die on the flagpole, just have people die on the ground. Oh, God, I broke what our set. Said, dude, what are you You're new here. <laughs> okay, let's never been fix the cord though from under it. Did you The cord right now is under it. Oh. Did you You want to hear something real morbid? Push down more. Oh. It's fine. It's in. Oh. It's not going anywhere. You want to hear something real morbid? Kind of. The first firefighter that died in 9-11 is like 99% believed to be caused from a jumper. Really? Yeah. The jumper landed on a firefighter and they both died. Damn. Isn't that That's sad? a bad way to start. I heard that in an interview from a firefighter at 9-11 who was on for like 12, 15 years or something at that point, And he, uh, he was in control of the talk on Ground Zero during the whole thing because they didn't know what it was at first and then once they figured out that it was a plane then they're just like okay well how many planes are there and they thought it was like Pearl Harbor all over again there was like a fleet of planes coming yeah. no one knew what to think I sent it to you uh, Facebook through Facebook I was like you should watch this when? weeks ago oh I didn't watch it sweet <laughs> dude you sent me so many reels sometimes I just don't have time I know so, so before I go to bed I'll watch like 10 and then I fall asleep but they're just all Slam dunks, so yeah. I just got to share it to certain people. <laughs> slam dunks. Some of them are hilarious. I'm surprised you haven't downloaded TikTok yet because I that's all TikTok I is. I can't do it. I can't do it. Put in your fake info. No. I mean, Oliver, both your and my social security numbers are already on the actual Buffalo Happy Hour TikTok. So China already knows everything about us. Yeah, them and the NSA. But, but speaking yeah, of NSA, you could look that up. A, I'm watching a new show right now. I don't even have my phone. Called Manifest. Manifest on what? Netflix. What is it about? In the first, like, half hour of the first episode, they frame it up as the 
this family. So it is a mother, it's a grandmother, grandfather, then the parents, and then the brother's sister, and then they have two kids. So they go on a family trip to Jamaica, and when they come back from Jamaica, half of them stay and take another flight for an extra $400 bonus because the flight was overbooked. So half of them stay, but the other, the half that stayed got caught in this weird, like, black hole, wormhole type thing. And they were gone for, they were pronounced dead for five years. And then five and a half years later, from that time, the plane actually shows up at the airport. The people on the flight have no idea what happened because they weren't obviously stuck in a plane for five hours. They just passed through this wormhole. So they think that everything's normal. And now everybody at home the arriving airport they're like well what the hell like you guys are now coming back like it's five and a half years later it's great that but where have you been and all that stuff so it goes through this whole process of them being gone for five years and it's just trying to figure out what the heck happened the nsa is involved because it's a national security risk because they don't know who these people are or what happened like why are they coming five and a half years later if they're still the same plane where did they land all that stuff it's very interesting wow i highly recommend it interesting yeah huh what were you looking up? October 22nd, 1976. Uh, his name was... Before my time. Bobby Jackson. He was 19. He jumped from the 28th story of Buffalo City Hall intent on dying from the 250-foot drop. It was suggested a gust of wind changed his intended trajectory to the top of the flagpole where he was impaled rather than dying from the impact with the ground. Gravity pulled Jackson and the flag halfway down the pole before coming to a rest. Cranes were employed, and the base of the flagpole sawed off to help remove Jackson's body while 200 people looked on. Uh, let's see. His brother, who was 16 at the time, insisted his brother was murdered, pushed, or thrown from the building. A police sergeant attached to the case disagreed, saying it would have been impossible for someone to throw a human the 8 feet over the glass observatory wall and 15 feet away from the buildings necessary for Jackson's body to land on the flagpole. Those... Who believe his murder, um, or I'm sorry, those who believe he was murdered have their concerns reinforced as the Buffalo Police Department cannot seem to locate the public records pertaining to the case. So, so yeah. if you start questioning things, does that become a conspiracy? Like, is this whole thought process that this dude was dead, is that a conspiracy? Who was dead? Well, well that this dude was yeah. murdered. So what constitutes a conspiracy? Correct. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, I guess. It's just anything that you're questioning? Sure. So does being a questioning person makes you a conspiracy theorist? Well, no. I would say there's got to be some evidence to back it up. On whose end? The conspiracy, whoever's conspiring. Well, they don't have any evidence that, they're just saying that a file's missing. In that article. It's not evidence. So am I a conspiracy theorist for believing that? I'm just a skeptical person in general, so I feel like I am very so susceptible what's, what's, to being what's a the, conspiracy theorist. What's the line between skepticism and conspiracy theorist? That's what I'm asking you, if there is one. Uh, why <laughs> are you asking me these questions? Because <laughs> I want your input. Is, con- is being th- a conspiracy okay, theorist I, a bad thing? No. I feel like if you're skeptical, then you just have a heightened sense of curiosity, and you ask questions to see if there's an answer to your question. A conspiracy theorist, I feel, does research to find some sort of evidence that links some rabbit hole research gone crazy to then substantiate their claim, and then it becomes a conspiracy. So, like, my brother was murdered. 
I don't know if somebody can throw him eight feet high, 15 feet far to land on a flagpole. Mm-hmm. Plus, that person has to have really good aim by throwing another human body. Like, I just don't see it. It's, it's a freak accident. That doesn't make any sense. Then they lost the case. So, okay, why do they lose? Like, I think that's just being skeptical. A conspiracy theorist is like, why are there small, in this photo, there's these small explosions under the plane? So what are those explosions and what caused that? Because the plane didn't hit the building yet. And then all of a sudden the building fell a certain way that it was never designed to do. Like all of that stuff. Isn't it just being an informed skeptic though? Here we go. <laughs> it's an honest. <laughs> I feel like it's an honest question. I don't know if you forgot, Derek, but this is only 70 proof. <laughs> there are also no drugs in our system literally ever, so we can't have this conversation because we're not drunk enough or high enough to come up with a val- like an honest answer that makes sense to everybody. I think we need to have a if anybody you know, this could be really bad, but if there's anyone that you know that is an actual conspiracy theorist, I would love to talk to them. Because have there has fun to with be, that. Really? You have I, no interest in figuring that out? Nope. Why? Because they're going to sit there and ask the question, are we our body or are we our own mind? No, they're not going to do that. We're going to frame, like, if we had a, a somebody that truly, honest to God, believed that the earth was flat. I would love to talk to them, not for them to question me while the earth is round. That's not what this podcast is about. Nobody questions us. <laughs> no, but to sit across from them and be like, why? Like, what What do you have? To gain? To Yeah, to gain. What, do you, what knowledge do you have? What is the thought process that you believe so wholeheartedly that the earth is flat? When there are a quadrillion of resources that say... The Earth is not flat and it's round. So, like, yeah. I would love to you have mean like those who went to space and saw a circle right. floating. Yeah. yeah, but NASA photoshopped the images. It's actually flat. But I would—that's th- the type of discussions that I would love to have with somebody because conspiracy theories to me are so interesting because you have to be on such a such an insane level of skepticism that you don't trust anybody. And to me, I think that it becomes a conspiracy theory when you start individually bl- blaming either certain organizations or certain people for your light just went out. I certain organizations noticed. or certain people for the hiding of something. So, like, if I'm skeptical by saying, I don't, I don't know, like, maybe my brother was pushed off, maybe all that stuff. But then I start saying, I'm pretty sure it was the Buffalo Police Department. They have it out for, like, as soon as you start assigning blame to an individual person or organization, that's when it becomes a conspiracy theory. So, like, this whole flat earth situation, it's all astronauts photoshopped everything. It's like, dude, organizations aren't out there to conspire against the rest of the public. It's really not how this works. So that's when I think it becomes a conspiracy theory. But that's why I would like to interview somebody to talk about what their conspiracy they're very in-depth on. Because there's a lot of people out there that go down these rabbit holes, and it would be fascinating to hear. You know what I think the root cause to all these things are? Flip switch. What? There's too many people on planet Earth. Everybody does, like, everyone's bored because we made it too easy for them. I think that's what happened. I think that's what happened. I think they have it too good every single day, every hour of the day, and they're bored. So what else are they going to do? So they're going to sit there and do research on something that they're super adamant about to come up with all these crazy conspiracy <clears throat> theories. 
I agree with Bill Burr. Put them all on a cruise ship, one torpedo, no evidence. <laughs> you know? Round them all up. All the pedophiles. So that would be a conspiracy theory. If a cruise ship goes down and then Bill Burr goes out on a tangent saying that he thinks that the government's behind it by shooting a torpedo at the cruise ship, that would be a conspiracy theory, right? Because you're assigning individual blame on an organization for the downfall of somebody else. Have you ever had in-depth, like, super, uh, not like scandalous, but like really, uh, I don't even know the word. Like, okay, you ready? Here's an example, and then you tell me what word I'm trying to come up with in regards to, like, it's this kind of a conversation. If you had to fill a cruise ship that was 100% going to get hit with a torpedo and no one was going to survive, and it was going to happen in the middle of the the ocean, there was going to be no bodies, no evidence, because it was going to get crushed, because it was going to fall to the bottom of the Marianas Trench, all that kind of stuff, who goes on the cruise ship? Like, how do you rank these people? You, like, those kind of conversations. Like, I need you, hey, right now we've reached our limit on planet Earth, and we're about to, we, we just can't produce more people. We're out of room. I think. Earth is full. So who goes on that cruise ship? Like, has that conversation topic ever come up with, like, you and your close friends? We're like, obviously no one's, no one's racist, no one's transphobic, like, whatever. It's just a, a hypothetical conversation that you're having has yeah. that ever happened oh yeah because i've had some of the most intense conversations with people where i'm like okay look like it got to the point where if someone can't pass like a, a standard pt test or like height and weight just because we already got like death row inmates at 100 percent did it we got mm-hmm. dna proof like those people pedophiles anyone who like hurts dogs like get them out yeah like if if there's 50 people witnessed that one dude throwing a dog off a bridge, he's on the cruise ship. Mm-hmm. Like, those kind of conversations. Oh, yeah. I think that a good... Right, let's do it live. Yeah, Just I, I think a good <laughs> person to put on that cruise ship is anybody that would go on the cruise ship in the first place. Like, you know how well, what do you dumb mean? a cruise ship is? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, just think about it. What is the allure of going on a cruise ship? At what age? Any age. Okay. Like adults. I, so I went on a cruise at 21 years old. Why? Uh, I was, uh, actually I was 20. I was 20. My experience did not change. So <laughs> the... First I, of all, I, did you enjoy it or no? Yeah. Okay. It was a five-day cruise. <clears throat> I would not do a seven-day or a ten-day cruise. Five is perfect. We went to the Bahamas, and we had a port out of Cocoa Beach. I went because the... The boys down south, it was one year to the day of day zero of infantry school. And I went with him because mm-hmm. I met him day zero. And we were celebrating basically completing infantry schools year to the day. And yep. it was our yearly trip. So him, his brother, and his mom and dad, like their family, we went. I drove down to South, uh, south Carolina, linked up, went down to Florida, Took the cruise to the Bahamas, came back, drove home. It was great. It was like a a week and a half vacation. It was perfect. The cruise, I didn't care about where it's like, eh, that doesn't do anything for me. I'd rather go to like the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee or whatever. Um, It was really cool at 20 years old as a single male to go on a cruise ship because there's two clubs. There's 18 and under, so 17 and under, and then 18 and above clubs 
and they're like nightclubs, so the music is different. Mm-hmm. You know, one is censored, one is explicit. The dancing is different. You can buy beer at the one and, and cocktails and things, not at the other. So that was cool. Um, but also just to kind of see three different islands within the Bahamas on one trip is neat too, because otherwise, how how are you know logistics and things? Do you think that you? spent enough time on each one though yeah like that's the whole thing with cruise ships is like the the concept of a cruise ship for me is you go on a boat and i've never been on one so my my thought process could very well change has it been 15 oh dude it's been 40 the thought process behind the we've been having some really good conversations everybody on these cruise ships had ears by the way (laughs) we have to keep tying it back but no gauges, though. Yeah, no gauges. So my thought process on a cruise ship, I love how right now you're like, has it been 15 minutes? Like, Mike, we've been talking for 45 minutes. <laughs> yes, there's been 15 minutes. Yeah, but there's been no beeps, so I'm all thrown off. <laughs> Here, put more in then. Um, Dude, I thought, so. you, I thought you were hitting it so hard, glasses were falling. So anyway, my, my thought process behind a cruise ship is, it's basically Everyone like a long dies. road trip. Oh, yeah. But, but you can't stop anywhere. <laughs> so you're stuck. Because you're in the ocean. Correct. So you're stuck <laughs> on the ocean. Have you ever, you you have too, driven down the 90, and it's like the most boring drive from here to New York. Right? Because there's nothing. Correct. The 90 is, or going through the middle of Idaho. No, uh, <laughs> sorry, drunken bean, but going through the middle of Idaho. Yeah, what is savage? <laughs> the first place that came to mind that was it's literally all corn and just, potatoes just like kansas <clears throat> middle of kansas where there's nothing on either side of the road that's your cruise ship like what are you going to do you're going to look out over the water there's nothing to look at no that's not true there's so much to do on a cruise ship there's mini putt there's well i understand that but that's also things and- that you can do at places like the cruise ship concept is taking a city moving it to bahamas so you get nine hours at a port at some random country and then have to get back on or else you're stuck there like, that whole process to me, if I want to go see Bahamas, I'll fly there and spend an adequate amount of time there. Like, doing the whole trip and voyage of going to different ports and then having 13 hours before you have to be back on the boat, it just doesn't seem fun to me. Because, like, now i got to stress that I'm back on time. What do I even want to do when I'm there? Do I have enough time to do it? i got to get back on my cruise ship or else they're going to leave me because i got to look at water for the next 47 hours straight. You, you don't look at water the whole time. God, these lights suck. And, dude... Think about the price. A five-day cruise to the Bahamas when we went, 2012, it was, what, 500 bucks? Yeah. I mean, fly to the Bahamas, bro. Let me well, know how much well, that Now you got to fly down to Florida. You got to get a boat to go to the Bahamas. Drive you, you to Florida. You get to be there for 13 hours and then come back. It's, first of all, I drove to South Carolina and then got in their vehicle. <laughs> I'm not attacking your individual trip. But no, I know. But I'm just saying in cruises in general. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Also, there's other ports. You can take a port out of Baltimore. That's true. But Would you want to, though? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want to get out of Baltimore the fastest way possible, too, but I don't know if a cruise ship is the way. <laughs> June and July only. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's... I think for the money, you're getting a lot for it. There's also restaurants. There's all-you-can-eat buffets. There's women. <laughs> you know? 20-year-old single dude. Good shape. You know? But can't you just go to Miami for that? No. Why? Because then you're 1,000% going to get chlamydia, coronavirus, or... (laughs) You'll do that on the boat, too. If someone gets sick on the boat, that's it. The whole boat's got to be sunk. (laughs) (laughs) Like, remember back in the old days 
when somebody would develop something crazy like hap c or i don't know the different haps there's too many alphabet letters in those i literally think there's only a b and c i know but that's three too many for me but some sort of disease like smallpox the whole ship's dead that's it i mean granted it was a small pirate ship but you're talking like anything could be passed you have nowhere to go yeah if enough people get sick you're done well you you can't even leave (laughs) what if a wave comes it sinks the titanic you're done there's no escape. What happens when you fly through the Bermuda Triangle? I've never done it. That's why I wouldn't. R- well, right. You it's think, the same thing. You if think you floating anywhere? through the Bermuda Triangle is better? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, it's the same thing, man. You can die any. Here's the thing. If you die, you die. Yeah, I know. It is what it is. And you're not going to feel it anyways because the Lord is going to come and <laughs> save you. So who, like, really Do you think cares? that we come back in a different life? I've honestly thought about this far too much and if we did i don't know man i mean i agree with uh no free shout outs but theo von because hashtag not a sponsor because he said you know death can't be that bad if no one's coming back so can't be that bad i agree but with how that. do we know that no one's coming back that's the thing you don't like, if you believed in reincarnation do you believe that we would come back as another person or do you think we're coming back as a queen bee or something. If you, if your dog passes away, does their spirit stay with you your entire life, just in a different dog's body? I don't know. You know what I mean. I'm not very spiritual. Spiritual though. I don't think we come back, just because of the religion that was bestowed upon thy <laughs> when I arrived on Mother Earth. So. There isn't. Was it you that was telling me about somebody that is heavily into the spiritual, and they were saying like heaven isn't that far away? Yeah, like it's all right, like I'll right dive above into our it. head. I'll dive into it. Okay, it matches the conversation, so we might as well. All right, so all the pedophiles are on the cruise ship. <laughs> all of them have gauges. None of them are wearing Brooks. None of them have ears, just gauges. So, <laughs> okay, it was explained to me by a local medium who <clears throat> has been on TV. For the work that they have done. Gender will not be specified. So anyways. They said that. First of all, I'll start on a good note. When you pass away, your pets go to heaven and your family members and friends that are already in heaven take care of your pets for you. And then when you pass on and go to heaven, then they are reunited with you at the gate. And then everybody's there waiting, and it's like a giant welcome party. Like, they're all there. It's like Eastern European Ukrainians, when someone lands on their flight, they're all standing outside the door after baggage claim with flowers. It's yeah, like, like a thing they like do. Like Bills fans after a playoff win. Correct, at the airport, yeah. Just waving. Hi! So, <laughs> Josh Allen! So, <laughs> Stefan! So, the, uh, so, that was the first thing on a good note. The second thing was... Uh, people go to heaven all the time and don't realize it. Meaning, if you've ever had a dream and you know who you're talking to, but you can't see their face at all, but you know exactly who that person is, you went to heaven. But if you are having a dream, you can see their face clear as day, you can feel things in your dream, it's like you're actually awake, but you're dreaming... 
and you're having a full-on conversation with that person, they came to you. Does that and person, they visited you. Does that person that okay, so that person that you're having the conversation with has to be passed away already. Yeah, say it's say it's like so a like, grandma. I can't have a dream about you and not see your face so, and then have gone to heaven. Correct. I dream so, about you pretty frequently too, by the way. Mutual. <laughs> so we'll so easy example, a grandma or grandfather. If you have a dream and you know a hundred percent that's my grandmother. Why can't I see her face? I know it's her. I can hear her voice. I can feel her love. I can smell certain things that immediately remind me of her, but I can't. There's nothing. There's no face. It's just white. That means you went to go see her in heaven. You are in heaven. If, same experience, you're in a dream, same things, but then you can see their face, you can see their whole body, and they're visiting you, that means that they came to you. That's what that means. The other thing about heaven is everything regenerates immediately. So when you're in heaven... Everything is bright. Everything is perfect. Everything is peaceful. Any problems you have on earth here in this physical life is gone. Any ailments gone, no problem. Um, if you reach down and pluck a flower out of the out of the earth, it immediately grows back and replaces itself immediately. So it's that kind of that's that's how it was explained to me. The other thing was that you brought up. Um, heaven is not this like super far away dimension thing. It's literally just another dimension that's right above us. Just picture a glass ceiling that we can't see or feel, but they can look through and look down and watch and watch over. So at certain times of night, typically in horror films, it's 3 a.m. It's the witching hour. Those dimensions are on the same level, which is why you typically have the most ghost activity and paranormal activity at 3 o'clock because the dimensions are in line. The other thing is... Uh, that was mentioned was we currently live in hell. So that's why babies die. That's why there's cancer. That's why there's the seven sins and greed and things like that, because we're in hell, which makes sense because driving through parts of Lackawanna today, <laughs> everything made sense because <laughs> of course you would try to make a right in the left-hand do you, lane. <laughs> do you think that we live in hell, right? Because the whole concept of hell is purgatory to live your like time out basically like so live your life in the allotted time that you had based off of your previous sins right isn't that what so, it all is so the other uh so purgatory is if you're given how it was explained to me not the religion sure uh, yeah. definition of what purgatory <clears throat> is how it was explained to me is say you commit 50 sins on earth god I committed much more than that. or or, or <laughs> what's like, considered a sin <laughs> <laughs> Base, I mean, sorry. That's the other question because, according to a Catholic priest, like, oh, God has forgiven you of your sins. While well, that dude's sinning all day long, right. so whatever. <laughs> so, um, say, yeah, it's fine. So say, say you killed five people. God is going to put you in purgatory, and you have a list of five things to do. That list of five things to do may take you five years. 50 years, 500 years, 5,000 years, based on the severity of the five things that you did. Once you complete that, then you gain full access to heaven. In that interim, you're in purgatory. That's how it was explained to me. So purgatory and hell aren't the same in no, this situation? Per- correct. It's just, it's similar to the religion definition gotcha. of it's in between. Um, there's also a eyewitness account of a guy who's viral on YouTube who passed away for 38 minutes, and he said he went both to heaven and hell. And he said hell is basically like a giant pit. 
and there's walls on all sides of you, and it's you hear people screaming and crying, and it's so hot. It's so hot, there's no flame. And you just feel the heat. And then anytime you try to escape by crawling up, then you get, like, whipped, and then you feel it throughout your entire body, but you never break a bone. Like, it's that kind of explanation. Interesting. He also said that when he died, he initially went to heaven. So why do you go to hell after that? So he went to heaven, and he wasn't allowed into heaven. He said that there was a staircase, and after... So in succession of the stairs, you progressively move faster and faster. So after like, so one stair, now you're moving faster and then you're slowly gaining speed as you gain or walk up the stairs and you're being brought up with Jesus. Did he trip down the stairs? No, he was like flying up the stairs eventually. And then once he got there, um, he said the gate was two golden pillars that if you looked up, you never saw the top of them. They just went straight through the clouds and then it was just these super, it was all bright. And then... He was told that he was not allowed because he wasn't recognized by God. So then he was shunned to hell. So he fell to hell from heaven, landed in hell, and it. he described it as breaking every bone in his body, but no bones broke. And then he realized he was in hell. And then I guess the people from his, like his angels or his family members were telling God to bring him to heaven, like we can save him. He'll do what you want him to do. So he was ended up, he got pulled out of hell and then Jesus met him and then picked him up and then placed him back into his body. And now he's a minister and the doctors don't know how he came back. He was dead on the table for 38 minutes. And he said, as Jesus was putting him into his body, he saw everybody in the operating table and his dad was there with a knife and uh, his pocket knife. And he said, that's my boy on the table. Um, If you stop working, I kill you. That's basically what his dad was saying to the doctors that were performing CPR trying to bring him back. So I was like, oh, I'll send it to you. I just watched that. Really? Yeah, like the other night before bed. You know, because that's normal. That I wouldn't have watched. Yeah, basically, you wouldn't have watched it. But yeah, so there's, there's another person that says, you know, I died, all these things happened, and then I came back, and now I'm a minister, and. Can we have this person that you know on, not the person in the video, obviously you don't know them, but the, yeah. the, medium, the medium, the local medium, because ask. that would be, that would be a fascinating discussion too, because yeah. from, from my understanding too, mediums and this whole discussion on the paranormal have heaven oh. and perg and like all this stuff, it has, yeah. obviously those terms are Catholic, right? I mean, I'm not even religious at all, but do those concepts resonate with all religions? Like when this whole this dimension here whether it's heaven whether it's whatever i don't know anything about any of this but that concept is consistent across all religions i believe so i know i know it is mentioned by muslims because they talk about a million virgins in heaven mm-hmm. um christianity and catholics for sure and then there's all the spin-offs off of christianity where christianity is yeah. the basis and then there's like sure. the um what starts with the P? Protestant, Protestant, Lutheran. Lutheran. They're all just like different yeah. versions of the same religion. <clears throat> the wrong two guys to talk about this stuff. Yeah, dude. Like I, I got kicked out of religion class. I'm so out of my element. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I'm genuinely curious about this stuff it, because so, it's always been interesting to me. Of I've heard those stories before, and it's just it's interesting when you were specifically telling me about this person that you know telling you about that 
heaven isn't very far away. Conceptually, it makes sense as much as it could. Like, obviously, you can't make perfect sense of it because you've never been there. But for me, like, I would just love to know more about that stuff because it's so fascinating. Yeah. So when I was growing up, I always used to say this to my parents and they would get really mad. But I would tell them. How long has it been? 53 minutes. I'm just pressing it now. We're Whenever. a disaster. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I always said, like, I want to die, but I'm going to come back. But I want to die so I know, like, what actually happens, and then I can come back and tell everyone. And they're like, you're 11 years old. Like, just shut up and learn how to multiply. <laughs> and that's basically why 9 times 3 takes me a couple seconds to figure out that it's 27. Because, because you die every time. Hashtag stalling. Uh, <laughs> because I want to, like... That's where my brain power went, my curiosity. When you asked about, like, would you get satisfaction after finding out who committed the murder on a family member? I'm like, yeah, like, I, because my brain would just wonder. Yeah. It's the same thing with this. Like, there's so many un, there's too many cases that science and medicine can't explain, but religion can. And that gap is what's fascinating to me. Yeah. Where, like, a doctor goes, it doesn't make sense. This person should not be alive. There's, how do they survive this accident? And then the person that survived the accident wakes up from the coma from like three months ago, and they're like, Is "Oh, it, like I saw Grandpa Joe and he pulled me out." Yeah, isn't it though? Like, I, I heard this actually on Manifest the other day, and it's an interesting concept that kind of relates to what science and medicine can't explain. Then how does that happen? I still fully believe that there is so much to the human body that nobody knows. And our ability to be able to either fix itself or heal itself or even damage itself. Like you have the ability, if you're thinking too heavily about a certain illness, that you'll develop that illness. Like that's how crazy the human body works. And I think that that whole concept is so not understood. Right. So this this whole thought that he was dead for 38 minutes, how in the world could he possibly do it? There could be a potential that the human body and that it just took 38 minutes for him to fix himself or whatever and just reboot because the big man didn't want him yet, you know? Yeah, but what if there is no big man? Right. Somebody didn't want so him So it took yet. 38 minutes to reboot and yeah, then you maybe. can just bring yourself back to life? Have you ever unplugged the computer and plugged it back in and it's like, I got to update. Did you ever blow on the pieces. N64 game console? Hell yeah, that was bad for it because it you like spit inside the electronics and well, yeah if you're a barbarian <laughs> about it everybody in these stories did have ears too by the way just so you know yeah and only one earlobe was gauged <laughs> but yeah so anyways thank you for your time everybody this has been right? another disastrous episode of buffalo Happy i thought Hour. it was pretty good Seriously, talk to your your the person I that will. you know to see if we can have them on because that would be a fascinating conversation. I don't know if they will, but we'll or see. if anybody else is uh I don't know. You have you have to be real about it. Like don't like Tom can't come on and like talk about this because he knows less than we do about a majority of things, but this one in particular. Actually, he was an altar boy, so he might have You'll a know a lot about something else, play <laughs> that. You'll learn about how to burn that candle. All right, guys, this has been episode 95. For some odd reason, we keep doing it. And we so. got something good for you coming in, episode 100. That's still in the works, but we have an idea. We got a plan in place. That's for sure. So thank you, everybody. This has been episode 95. We appreciate all your support. And next week, we are going to talk about our audience growth and where it came from and to where it is now. Just because I don't think people realize how many states we're in and how many countries we're in. We're almost in all 50 states, which is kind of mind-blowing, and we're in over 30 countries. So 
do less. God bless. But um, yeah, I I'm mean, adding it's, that to the show notes for next week right now. Yeah, and it's it's kind of fascinating for us because we have to remember, hey, people do listen, people do watch, and uh, it's not just the same ten people. So cheers thank you for all your support again like comment subscribe on this video and to our channel it helps us grow we are doing better and when it comes to subscribers we have grown um we're over 320 now so thank you very much for that we appreciate it keep that momentum rolling and uh we're on the road to a thousand so right now we have in the last 28 days it has gone down we're at 71 percent of people right now are not subscribed so like two weeks ago was at 76 yeah so people are people are subscribing and we had some good videos come out within the past couple weeks too so it's, it's kind of a shocking number right there yeah we're doing good but yeah so thank you everybody for joining we will talk to you next time remember to drink responsibly be a good person do not litter oh we're out Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.